Hello, welcome to another episode of The Greatest Covenant, where we desire to empower marriages, strengthen relationships, create oneness, love, and understanding between husband and wife. I am one of your hosts, Brendan. And I'm Cassandra. We're just a couple that has been married for more than 26 years, having a conversation about our life experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and how God came in and miraculously transformed our marriage into his image. Our goal in sharing with you is to show that marriage is fun, God-ordained, and to let you know that you are not alone in any struggle you may have or be having in your marriage. Yes. (laughs) Hello, everyone out there. Uh, It's another wonderful cold day here in nebraska we're Mm -hmm. in we're in the single digits i guess that's still better than being the negative right hon yes (laughs) doesn't change the fact that it's cold still very cold it's very cold man very cold um and as as always how are you doing my queen i am okay just okay yeah let me i'm trying to get myself together she has to make adjustments Yes, I am doing well. Good, good, good. Um, still cold though, right? Yeah, still very cold. As long as I don't go outside, I'm I'm fine. Because the cold is not a good thing for me. So no, it's not, no, it's not a good thing for me either. <laughs> I don't like cold weather either. I mean, as far as my pain level, babe. Yes, I know what you mean, sweetheart. I know what you mean. Know what you mean. So. Um, we want to talk to you all about something. A while back, we... Um, long while back. A long, long... Well, I mean, not long, long. Not long, but long, but... When you we know, first started doing long our podcast. Enough, right. Honey, you remember the time that we did the episode on uh, love and respect, and we were talking about, and it was more focused on the scripture of Ephesians. Ephesians 5, 21 through 33. Yeah. 22 through 33. Yes, yes. yes. And... When we were studying it, we realized that um, it was it had a lot to say to the husbands, and I made the joke that because we're men, and sometimes we had to be told four or five things at once, right, <laughs> over yeah. and over again. Yeah. <laughs> well, out there in podcast land, we were. My wife came across uh, another scripture. Yep. First Peter three, one through seven. Yeah. And this one, we both felt, well, let's read it, and then we'll we'll go back to that. Did you want me to read it, or you got it? Well, first, let me just say how I came, came across. I mean, I didn't really come across it because I've read it several times, but it was brought to, like, brought back to my memory because our church had done a series on First Peter, I believe, and I had the uh opportunity to so we for each sermon that they did uh just a group of people group of individuals would you know pick a scripture and they would read through the scripture do an introduction and then do various types of questions and so I had the opportunity to be able to do that I actually did that a couple times we did that a couple times in our uh church sermon series like that so that's how I sort of was reminded of this passage um so yeah babe if you want to go ahead and read it okay so again it's first Peter 3 verses 1 through 7 in the same way you wives must accept the authority of your husbands then even if some refuse to obey the good news your godly lives will speak to them Without any words, they will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty or f- of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is also precious to God. This is how the holy women of God made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God and accepted the authority of their husbands. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband, Abraham, and called him master. You are her daughter. You are her daughter when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. Husbands, I'm sorry, 
skip that part. <laughs> in the same way. So now we're speaking to the husband. Now we're speaking to the husbands. Okay, thank you for uh, <laughs> saving me on that one. In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers would not be hindered. Amen. Amen. So if you notice, I would I would encourage you to go back and read Ephesians. Uh, what my wife, I can't five, remember. Ephesians 5, 5. 22 <laughs> through 33. Yes. Um, encourage you to go back to read that and you'll notice that it's it's a majority speaking to the husbands. Well, first And listen Peter, to the episode. Oh, yeah, of course. Love and respect. Listen to the love and respect episode. I think it was in season one that we did that. Yeah, I can't remember what. Yeah, I think it was, it was, it was like, but, yeah, one of the first ones we did, I believe. But um, as I said, we discussed it and it was more towards speaking more towards the husbands. A lot of the majority of the verses were speaking to the husbands. And just like here in Peter, the majority of the verses are speaking to the wives mm-hmm. and, you know, teaching them or, or, or making them understand that, uh, understanding their role as a wife, so to speak, I won't. Yes. I guess without saying, I guess without saying too much, their 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 role or what God sees as their role as the wife. Yeah, and it be a representation of the church, and we'll get into that. Okay, we'll get into that. Okay, because well, I mean, because that's how marriage is supposed to be it's supposed to be a representation of church and the Christ. Right, the church and Christ. Gosh. Um, and so we're, we're both having moments today, we are. aren't we? <laughs> and so I think this is a piece of how we are to be that representation. Mm-hmm. So the way that I set this episode up is I broke it down by verse. Well, okay. by sections. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, we're going to get this one out the way. And I know that we've talked about this in a couple of our episodes about that word that people tend to make nasty, submission. (laughs) And I promise y'all, it's not a nasty word. So if you, if you read, if you go back before, so like if you started first Peter chapter two and then read all the way through, I believe it's chapter four. It's specific instructions. Peter gives specific instructions on submission. And he starts with how slaves and masters are supposed to, I don't want to say act, but I guess act. And then it goes down from there. So it goes slaves, masters, then it goes the government, and then husbands and wives and children. And, you know, so, and they're not hard. They're not hard instructions. They're very simple. And so, um, but we're, we're specifically talking about the, the, uh, first Peter three, one through seven. And so, you know, as we always do, we give a definition and then we give a biblical reference for that same word. So babe, uh, do you want to read what the, what I have down for the definition in the biblical? Sure. So submission, based on the, I guess, the Webster's Dictionary, what you want to call it. It's, or the, it, dictionary, or of the, the dictionary of the internet. Um, of the interwebs, <laughs> as my wife likes to use. Um, so it's a noun. The action or fact of accepting or yielding to a supervisor, I'm sorry, supervisor, superior force, or to the will or authority of another person. Uh, the action of presenting a proposal, application, or other document for consideration or judgment. Report should be prepared for submission at partners' meetings. Okay, okay so, so that second part, second part is just a definition. Just a definition. But the first one, first one is more of what we're talking about. The action yeah. or fact of accepting or yielding to a super, super, I keep saying supervisor, superior force <laughs> or the will or authority of another person. So... I think, you know, and tell me what you think, babe. I just think that this definition is a very worldly definition when we are comparing it up to against the scriptures because 
when when the Bible talks about submission, I feel like, I mean, yes, we we are yielding to a superior force. Maybe maybe it's the wording. Maybe it's the wording. Yeah, because I was gonna say it can and it can't. But I think the part that probably would, I think the part that probably irks you or would, would uh, could seem like a sign mm, uh, of situation would be the superior force. Yeah. Well, and and go ahead and read the the biblical submission. Okay. I guess. So. The biblical submission would be submission in marriage means selflessness, service, accountability, and respect for your partner, which should be mutual. It is not slavery or a woman's call to lose her voice. The sorry, I have to turn the page. The fundamental rubric on which this Christian marriage is built is love. And love is anything but the desire to control. So you can see how <clears throat> that definition almost is opposite of what the right. dictionary definition is, I guess. Um, and folks, that is the I think what the what we have for biblical submission is very, very much the truth. Yeah. Um, it 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 does not mean that we are we are giving up our control. It does not mean that we don't have a voice. It's a it's an equal it's an equal partnership, I guess. You know, um, now probably back in biblical days, First Peter chapter two, when we're talking slaves and masters. Um, and I don't have my Bible right in front of me, but I do, I do know that this was in there. Um, it was very specific on how slaves were to respect their the masters and the, how the masters were supposed to treat the slaves. And it probably was a little bit more difficult for a slave to disagree with their master. But again, this was back when sin, you know, since sin has been in the world. So everything is skewed right. and messed up. So, um, but we're, we're talking about marriage and how it, how this submission connects to marriage today. If ladies, okay. So verse one, well, let's read verse one and two again. In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husband. Then even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. So, okay, I understand. I I have my theory on that, not theory, but my understanding of it. Okay. So my understanding of it is, in the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Um. So, <laughs> let me move on because I had a thought on that and I lost it. So, but I I have a more I I, I literally lost it. Sorry. Then even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. So basically what that's saying is, or my understanding, mm-hmm. my understanding, my wife, is that even if I, as your husband, don't accept how you're being as far as the accepting or the submissive or the authority, something my authority, mm-hmm. let's say, you know, just however you want to look at that. Your your responsibility as as the wife, based on God's instruction, is to is to continue to walk in the way of acceptance. Yes. Like. That's that's partially it. Yes. That's part. That partly. Yeah, it. I think. Okay. Um. So <clears throat> when Peter was writing this, it was, um the the first two verses was speaking to the wife that knew the Lord and accepted Christ. And then the husband that didn't know the Lord. And so, um, and they were married. Mm -hmm. And so even still, if you know, you're married and one knows the Lord, one doesn't, you still have to, or you still should follow the, those rules of submission and, you know, headship or whatever. Well, God was just by reading those two verses, God was saying that I'm not speaking 
I'm speaking to you, the wife. That's yes. who I'm speaking to right now. Yes. I'm telling you, no matter what he does, here's your instructions. Yes. Here's what you have to do. Yes. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Yes. Um, no matter what he does, and I promise, and he's saying, he's saying almost to I promise you, if you do what I'm telling you to do, he will see it and it will, and it could, potent, it could potentially change his heart. Yes. Yes. Score. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I nailed yes, it. That's it. So the wife is supposed to be that living example. Like the living example of yes, she accepts her she accepts the authority or let's change change it to a different word which we're going to we're going to just touch on a little bit and a little bit later headship mm-hmm. of the husband. Now that does not mean that she has to go along with something that is contrary to the word. Yes, the word says that. Yes. The word says that about about that. What we should have added that. <laughs> Since we brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. We should have it is somewhere in the word that says that we the the wife accepts the authority but help me I'm paraphrasing here, but at some point she should be she you know, when she feels if she feels that something he's doing is not right or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think it's in. I think it's in here. Okay, maybe so, I overlooked it. Yeah, I um, we as wives, we are saying when we when we take our vows, we are saying yes to first. We're saying yes to God, and His, and we are submitting to God because no matter what happens, like when we become believers, we're submitting to the will of God. Right. So we are. We we have. Experience submission. <laughs> we have submitted. So it's not a foreign concept. We're saying yes to the Lord. And so then when, when as wives, we, we, you know, we go before the church, we say yes to God and we're saying, yes, we are, we're, we're saying yes to our husband, our, our spouse. We're saying, yes, I submit. But then also their submission goes both ways, I think, because the husband is saying that I submit myself to the Lord so that I can be the the leader that he has called me to be in my household. Okay. And so if like you said in like in verse verse 1, if the husband is not saved, or does not know the good news, the wife can be used as an example by the Lord. She still is submitting to his headship, but the Lord can use her as an example to bring that husband out of the darkness into the light. So now let's talk about what submission is not. I found a really, really good um, video series and it's 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 really good you know um he's he's it's john piper and it's called desiring god and if you you've never heard of him look him up on youtube and he was talking about this this uh passage specifically and so he he listed out some things that submission is not and then submission is um and the list of the two are comparatively different (laughs) So do you want to read what is not? Okay. Um, So submission is not, according to Mr. John Piper, agreeing with everything your husband says. Well, that's biblical. That's in the word. So Mm -hmm. because it said it when, because at the time of the punishment Mm -hmm. (laughs) that God dealt out to Adam and Eve, he told her. (laughs) Yeah. Your desire will be to challenge your husband, mm-hmm. but he will rule over you. So mm-hmm. that's already there. Uh, leaving your brain and will at the wedding altar. Yeah. I don't think that like you and I, we don't, we don't agree all the time. Nope. We do not. And I, I may be an introverted personality. You're a very extroverted personality. But that doesn't mean that because I don't, I don't want to say have social awkwardness because I 
I don't I don't think I do. But that it doesn't takes mean you want to get warmed up to someone, then you'll be fine. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that because that that's my personality, that all comprehension and all <laughs> all couth was left at the altar. Right. You still have you st- oh no, no. You you you're <laughs> <laughs> no, she did not. Lord, she did not. No, in, in the name of Jesus, she did not leave her brain. At the not altar. at all. I wasn't. Ooh. I wasn't that type of person. I, I got nightmares just thinking about the fact she didn't leave. Whatever. Her <laughs> no, you you were very outspoken when you wanted to be very outspoken. Plus, you're a, plus you're a Taurus, which makes you kind of I mean stubborn. What can I say? Sure. Uh, so <laughs> avoiding. Every effort to change a husband. So submission is not avoiding every effort to change a husband. So I had to think about this one a little bit. And you let me know what your thoughts are on it. Because when we first, you know, when God started coming into our relationship and really um, started to do a, a real change, my prayers before were, God, you need to change him. You need to change him. And then when God, when God started to doing, started doing a heart change in me, it flipped to where God, you need to change me. Um, now I don't, I don't think that I have tried to change you. You did. Oh, you did. <laughs> I don't mean in a mean way, but I mean, only because, only because you had the reason why you tried to change me or did things to maybe hope that I would catch on the bandwagon of change mm-hmm. is because you had an idea of how you wanted a marriage to be. You had an idea of how you wanted me to be as your husband, only because of the upbringing that you had from home. You had these expect you had these expectations. And I think in a way you, you, you tried to push me along to meet some of those expectations. Now don't ask me what they were. Cause we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. We have talked about this before. This is why I'm. This is why I'm. I'm humbly disagreeing with you, um, <laughs> okay. be, because you because we've talked about this, and it's the same. You know, you had these expectations of what what my, what your husband should be, because your dad was that way, or because of other other experiences with other husbands that you may have dealt with, not dealt with, but in, interacted with. You know, you had these, and I think I think in a way you were, you were saying little things and doing little things to get me to get me to catch on and go okay well maybe maybe this is what my wife likes and yeah. me not thinking that way me not having that example when I grew up I didn't think that way I didn't right. think okay well okay maybe she does like it when I say this or do this but you know yeah you know like like my health mm-hmm. you know it used to be a I won't say that it used to, it used to make you very happy <laughs> when yes, I would when, when I would, would when I would really be conscious about taking my medication yeah. and going to the doctor and, and all now those it's not things. such a happy time but we're we're not gonna get into that what yeah go ahead we about to pause this episode <laughs> because I'm like what I'm being conscious about my health more I really am yeah but 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 you know it's it's like you know I don't think you weren't you weren't doing it to the point that it was like, if he doesn't do it this way, I'm going to divorce him or something. Well, but. and I guess I look at it from the standpoint of it's not my job to change. It's not my job to change you. It's, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm, thinking thinking about it wrong or whatever but well it's not it's, i mean it's it's, it's, it's not God. your job to change me it's god's job yeah it's my choice it's god's choice to to wake me up to my choice when i when i changed how i how i love you how i show yeah. my love for you that was that was god intervening showing me this showing me these things and me making the choice to to do those things yeah so i mean you pr- you praying for me that's one thing yeah, you know, but the but the choice had to be mine. Right, uh, doesn't mean that you as a wife didn't try. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is putting submission is not putting the will of the husband before the will of Christ. Absolutely. Yep, I agree. With Enough that. said. Yeah, I d- 
don't need to say anything else about that. Right. We shouldn't. Because <laughs> we'll just mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> Submission is not a wife gets her personal spiritual strength primarily through her husband. Again. Now, I know that this is something that I struggled with for a long time. And I still, I don't know. I don't know if I struggle with it all that much. But when we first got married... I felt like you were the head of the household, and so you should be the one that, it's more so in spiritual matters, spiritual strength. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the head of the household, you should be the one that um, leads our family in Bible study, devotion, prayer. We should do it every week, whoop de woo mm-hmm. you know. Um, and why did you think that way, dear? Well, I know because because of my background, because where background. I came from, right? But <clears throat> and you I still believe that I still believe that to an extent because you know because of the call that that you have on your life, you know, and and how and how God um, has placed you in the headship of the family. However. I don't rely on, like, I rely on getting spiritual strength myself. I don't put that on, I don't put that responsibility on you. Before, I, you know, I would um, try to, I guess, push that responsibility on you because of, you know, my background. But um, now I, you know, God has really been, Showing me that, you know, yes, I can encourage, you know, I, mm-hmm. I and, and we do our devotion time together and we yep. pray together and, and things like that. And, um, you know, that those when we do those things together, it only enhances my spiritual strength and it enhances our relationship together. Um, but for me to solely rely on you for my spiritual strength, that's the that's a whole lot of responsibility to put on a husband, you know, because I, I when, when I get to heaven <laughs> and God asks me, you know, well, what do you, what do you know? This, this is a hypothetical question because I don't know what he's going to ask me. What do you know about me? If I am relying on you, how am I be able to get up there and tell him what I'm relying on? Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. what I know about him. So I have to be the one that's responsible and I am the one that's responsible for my spiritual strength. And, um, what we do together now enhances that strength. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Let's see. The next one is submission is not a wife. It's mission is not a wife is to act out of fear toward her husband. So I put on here or, Oh. Six, verse six, verse six B. Uh, for instance, Sarah obeyed her husband Abraham and called her master. You are her daughters. You are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. Right, and this kind of goes, I guess, maybe hand in hand with uh, the will of God. You know, we, when we. When we do what we are supposed to do according to Christ and the will of the Lord, we have no reason to fear if you, like, if the unsaved husband, if, you know, well, even if the saved husband gets upset or whatever, because if we're, if we're in the will of the Lord, then everything is going to work out and we don't have to be afraid. I mean, it says, be not afraid. Don't be afraid. Some version of that. I think it's 350, 366 times in the Bible. So we ain't got to be afraid, ladies. (laughs) Don't be afraid. (laughs) Now that don't mean make your husband sleep with one eye open at night. (laughs) I ain't afraid. You better better be. Okay, so let's see. The last one is submission is not follow the husband into sin. Absolutely. Yep. Submission is not that. Nope. Nope. Yep. 
that go that goes back to agreeing with everything your husband says. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 There is a story, um, and I I should have looked it up because I know I'm gonna mess it up because I don't even remember the king's name, but I know that it has to do it's in the old testament and um <clears throat> excuse me, uh the king had been drinking and and you know partying and all of that and the wife the king wanted to y'all i'm gonna mess it up but this is a perfect story this is a perfect story for this last one the wife the queen she did not want to because she knew that her husband was about to sin she didn't follow her husband into that sin right she did something different because she was under she was following the authority of god so I'm sorry, y'all. I didn't have I that just popped in my head and <laughs> it happens. Yeah. It's called being human. Human. Oh, uh, brain fog. So according to well, I mean, submission is so much more. Um, but according to John Piper, submission is the divine calling of a wife to honor and affirm her husband's leadership and help carry it through through according to her gifts and it is a disposition to follow a husband's authority and an inclination to yield to his leadership can be there and the wife just excuse me disagree with the direction it's uh about to go well that's happened between us yeah you've you've done that before you know yeah so it's a it's not a it's not a thing of where you try to control me because i have never in once in our relationship felt controlled even in this time of since you know the heart change that God has done for us I've not once felt controlled I have felt an overwhelming desire to make sure that you succeed in the purposes that God has for you and in how you lead this family and how you uh uh, provide for us so so submission for me the way that I view it is it is something, well, this is for me personally, since my heart change that God has done, it's something that I want to do, and it doesn't feel like it is a rule or a law. It feels like something that I want to do and do freely and not be, uh, feel like I'm being coerced into doing something. Well, I mean... Yes, I I appreciate it when you I have appreciated this heart change because it has made me and honestly has made me realize, well, if she's doing this for me, what am I doing for her? So when I get up and go to work every day or I don't get up and complain about having to go up and work and take care of you. No, I get up and complain because it's early in the morning. <laughs> I got to get up and go to work. That's what I'm complaining about. I don't you know when I go do the little odd jobs, DoorDash, Lyft ride, stuff like that. I don't complain about. Let me get up, gotta go take care of this woman, mm-hmm. <sighs> because that because that will bring in. First of all, that will bring in sin. One, yeah. two, that could bring that could bring in. Uh, what's the word? Not, resentment. Resentment. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you. That can bring in resentment, and then then thirdly, that can bring in playing the blame game, and it's all your fault. And, Mm-hmm. All this other stuff because that's not, you know, how many times have I talked to you off the ledge about you not working because of your, mm-hmm. your, you know, it's not your fault. You didn't wake up one morning and decide to get sick and not work. Right. It's not your fault. So I'm not going to blame you for something that was that you did not have that you did not allow. It'd be different if you were told this about your health. You did nothing. Yeah. Okay, that might be a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But you didn't do anything to cause that resentment. Yeah. So why why be resentful? Uh, why show resentment? Let me say yeah. that again. But yes, I appreciate it when you do when you do like this morning. You woke up, you got in bed. I knew you could you could barely walk down the hall without running into something, but you wanted to make sure that I needed anything. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it when you do that. Yeah, it shows. I mean, so if that's so if that's your heart change and your submission. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Yates. Well, what? I'm just I'm I'm, igno- I'm acknowledging your heart change. Well, let's uh, move on 
because we've been on this one topic for a while, which is a good it's good well, conversation. I mean, it's and talking to and the wives, showing I mean, y'all, hey, submission is okay. Submission is okay. Submission is okay. So we're going to talk about next verses three through six, which is inward and outward beauty. And I love, love, love these next three verses because so many women have got, have gotten skewed in my opinion. Yes. So start at verse three, don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourself instead with the beauty that comes from within the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. This is how holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God and accepted the authority of their husbands. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband, Abraham, and called him master. You are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. So, yes, I think in today's society is very much skewed because, you know, we're based on what type of fancy hairstyle we have or um, who has the most expensive jewelry or, you know, Who's wearing the newest who, clothes, yeah. the most expensive clothes, the tightest clothes, yeah. the shortest clothes. Yeah. And I mean, and how even long goes, your nails are, stuff like that. Right. And it even goes farther, you know, how, how much, if you, if you weigh this much, then, you know, so yep. we've put so much on what we look like on the outside that we have forgotten about the inside. Now, I know that, you know, the world society, it it's full of sin but I'm speaking in terms of the uh, Christian woman um, that it is okay to, I do believe that it is still okay to do all of those things, to have a fancy hairstyle, to have, you know, expensive jewelry, to have those things. But if you are more concerned about what is happening on the outside and you're not concerned about what's on the inside. That's a problem. That's a problem. Because we are called to be uh um I guess hmm, I don't want to say that we're called to 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 be to be quiet, even though we are because it clearly says that we are to have a gentle and a quiet spirit, and I thank God that like if you were an introverted person, talking is the last thing that you want to do. Going around a bunch of people, that's the last thing that, that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I would rather stay in my house, be with myself, you know. But also, you know, I think that what God has given me, given to me um, in this quiet spirit, quiet space that I'm always in, because I'm always in this space, is I just like to listen, you know, and speak when I feel led to speak. Mm-hmm. Um. I, uh, and I think that that is what, you know, that's what God is saying. Again, I, I, I have opinions, trust me. <laughs> and that's I can a, be very vocal sometimes. That's what we'll call them opinions. That's opinions. What we'll call them. <laughs> I have thoughts and sometimes I speak those thoughts. Don't worry. But I do think that there she is, is woman. Hear her roar. Right. I do think that there is, um, what God is calling us the wives specifically what he is calling the wives to be is, is okay. Like for me, I do Mary Kay. I don't mind having my face made up when I go out somewhere, when I do something, because I don't have a problem with, with makeup and this, that, and the other. But if I let pride get in the way and if I let, um, if I'm not humble about what it is that I do, then that outward appearance is going to look real ugly. And, mm. and, and when somebody sees that, they're going to think, wow, what if she's more concerned about what's on the outside, what does the inside look like? Mm-hmm. And that's what God is more concerned about is what's on the inside. Um, and so, I mean, these verses, these three verses really speak for themselves, I think. Um, you know, you can go back and read the stories of Sarah and Abraham, uh, Ra- Ra- Rachel Rachel and Leah, and how, you know, they were the wives that eventually, even though they tried to, you know, they tried to sneak in their own ways every now and then, and tried to help God out, um, but they would eventually submit to the Lord. 
and they would submit to the authority of the they would submit to the authority of the Lord and they would submit to their husbands. They always submitted to their husbands, I do believe. Um, and so for me, it's always going to be as your wife. Yes, I because I know that you like the way that I dress and keep myself up, you know, when we're going out somewhere. Absolutely. And so I always keep that in mind. But when I'm out, I'm very mindful of the things that I say. Um, I I like to have a prayerful spirit of, you know, Lord, help me to speak when, when I'm spoken to you or, you know, whatever. And again, y'all, y'all, I have my own thoughts and I have my own opinions. And sometimes I make them known. Um, so... Ladies, it's okay to make sure that you look pretty. It's okay to listen. I'm a, I, I am a, my husband will tell you, I'm a coach purse nut. Love a coach purse, love a coach wallet, love Unfortunately. anything coach. Unfortunately. I have a whole bookshelf full of them in there. Um, so, <laughs> got a whole theme park. Yeah. So, again, it's okay to carry those things, but it, what, what am I doing about what's on the inside? Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. I hope that was, like. I, it's, it was fine to me. I, <laughs> that I, was that was just that was a lot. the and inward and outward beauty. Yeah. The yeah. difference. I mean, Peter is very clear on, you know, how we should be. So. So now we're going to get into verse 7. I'll let my wife do what she's been doing. Having her thoughts, sharing her feelings. Oh, okay. And I'll, I'll I'll read it and I'll let you. Okay. All right. So it's verse seven. This is the this is speaking to the husbands. Yes. In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with the understanding as you live. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers would not be hindered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <clears throat> I think that in both both this scripture passage and in the Ephesians one, there's really, a, this is a roadmap to headship for the husband. Mm-hmm. And I'm only going to talk about headship a little bit because I was sitting here working on this podcast and the Lord brought this one to mind. So we are going to be doing one on the headship of a husband and okay. how that works out. But, um, but if you notice, once again, even though it's pretty much saying the same thing it said in Ephesians, I was about to say that just in a, just reworded it. Yeah. Yeah. So I still think that here, Peter's talking about how to love your wife, mm-hmm. how to honor your wife um, and I do think that the first part of First Peter, um, he is laying out how the the wife is to respect her husband. It's yep. it's just laid out differently, I think, but it's it's switched on who who gets the most of the layout, right? Who gets the most of the layout? Yeah, he he pretty much told the husbands, look, honor your wives. Yes, and let's get to this little part of. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's life, in God's new life. So now women by creation and all of the above are are weaker, I think, than the man. Now, that doesn't mean that a woman can't, you know, you have you have weightlifters, you have bodybuilders, you have all of those things. And 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 but, you know physicality the woman is always going to be the weaker vessel than the man even emotionally yes however in god's eyes in god's light we're equal so you know in this in this thing this new life that we have under christ we are equal and we should strive to be to get stronger together in this new life true so when we talked about, you know, like the woman should not rely on her husband for her spiritual strength. Um, it should be a thing of where we are trying to equally grow spiritually stronger together. 
Um, it even can be, you know, like you said, emotionally, we can grow emotionally stronger together through God. That's this new life that we have. So, and I like the last part where he says, treat her as you should so that your prayers will not be hindered. Because if you ain't treating your wife, wife, right. And you're trying to pray for something. (sighs) Hey, (laughs) hey. I don't know if I should be afraid or is she trying to tell me something. <laughs> no, it's not the woman you have to be afraid of. You, you, That's you know, your know. prayer. Well, no, I know what you mean by, I'm, I'm like, are you trying to tell me something? Am I not treating you no. right? Is, no. Do we, do we need to, do we I'm need just to saying. end this and talk? Nope. <laughs> just saying. So we are going to um, do, like I said, have an upcoming episode on headship. And let's just save this little, we'll just save this little part for that episode okay because that you know i don't want i don't want to give anything away so yeah i think we're uh just about ready to wrap this up and really what my goal was was to give wives hope give husbands hope listen marriage is hard (laughs) and we're gonna end it right there (laughs) but it is very doable and absolutely i i think that listen if you need a blueprint, you got a real thick blueprint. And there's different passages throughout the word that is gives guidance to husbands and wives and how they should treat each other and how they should act and, and all of these things. So um, basically, you know, this scripture is about leadership and following. Um, and, you know, I think that the husband is, you know, he has that headship over us and we are to submit to his authority. Um, but at the same time, God has also called the wives to be leaders because if the husband is not saved, she has the potential to lead that husband to Christ. She has the potential to lead him out of darkness. So it's about leading and following. And then it's also about holy living. I encourage you to read the whole chapter, the whole all of first Peter, I really encourage you to read the whole Bible, but <laughs> read first Peter. Work your way. Work your way there. Yeah. First Peter, um, read all of it because I mean, there is just adding on to the blueprint of holy living. Um, and then this passage also continues to show that marriage is a representation of Christ and the church. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that's, it's as simple as that. That is, I mean, I, I don't know how, how much, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I, good job there, babe. Good job, good job, good job, good job. Um, we definitely dealt with this a lot during our, our marriage. We had our moments like that mm-hmm. during our marriage, and so, it's just good to be able to like read it. And I've read this, I read this passage and and we've both read Ephesians several, several times. And, you know, I always go back and I review those scriptures just to make sure Lord, am I living the way that you've called me to live as his wife? Um, and you know, it's, (laughs) they're highlighted and they're underlined and they're, you know, they're, these are the pages that are folded and, you know, a little crinkled, (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> um, I, I just, you know, I go back and I read through them just to make sure, Lord, am I living the way that you want me to live for my husband, for you, and then for my husband? Am I living the way that you called me to live as uh, his wife? So, yeah. I hope y'all understood that out there in, in um, podcast land because... This one was a little one, a little difficult one, because um, you know yeah, my husband likes to. Why would you picking out? Why would you picking out difficult ones? Well, and you <laughs> like to you like to to do things that are, and which I agree, do things that are more conversational and this this that and the other, um, and you don't want to, anything to turn into a Bible study or anything like that. But sometimes I feel like we need to have that because, especially since, um, you know, we want to. Uh, show marriages how to live for show couples how to live for each other and for Christ. So, yeah. All right. Well, 
Another episode has been another episode in the books. Yep. Yep. Um, but we really do hope that you all got something out of that and made some sense with it. Um, yeah. Please, 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 if you listen to this episode, please reach out to us. And in just a moment, we'll give you some information on how you can reach out to us and give us your comments. Um, if you have anything you need to pray for or just in just prayer in general, you know, just reach out to us, please. We would love to hear from people. Um, so before we go any further, um, did you want me to pray or you got it? What do you want to do? I can pray. Okay. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this, uh, this opportunity to come to you and talk to you about the role of the wife and, and, um, how submission is a beautiful thing. It's not a terrible word that, that we've created it out to be Lord. And so Lord, for any husband or wife that is out there listening, God, I pray that they would just go and read the scripture for themselves and, and, and get an understanding of what your word is saying and how they should, um, live as husband and wife for your glory and for each other. Lord, I just thank you. And I just praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the greatest covenant. For more information about The Greatest Covenant, you can reach us on our website at www.thegreatestcovenant.com. You can also follow us on F- 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 Facebook and Instagram at The Greatest Covenant. You can also reach us, reach out to us via email at thegreatestcovenant21 at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, share, and rate our podcast. God bless you, and we love you all.